Hey everybody, it's Danny. I want to say thank you for tuning in to the Heartway Podcast. And I want to give a special thanks to those of you who are tuning in from really all over the world. We're so grateful that you are a part of our community and that you listen in on an ongoing basis. If you've been encouraged by what you've heard, I want to ask you to share this with a friend. You never know the impact that one of these messages can have in another person's life. And if you yourself have been impacted and you'd like to continue to partner with us to keep this work going, Check us out at heartwaychurch.com slash give. Every dollar that you give goes a really long way towards helping us do what it is that we do. Well, we love you. Really hope you enjoy the podcast. All right. Good morning, everybody. So happy to see your beautiful faces. It's funny because Gabby was actually supposed to do Centering Prayer today, (laughs) and she got a flat tire, so Danny's like, all right, you're up. So (laughs) obviously, I was telling Amanda this this morning, she's like, oh my God, I would be freaking out, you know, a little bit, because I didn't prepare, but I'm like, you know, this isn't something I already do in my daily life, in my daily practice, and because I practice meditation, and I am still, and I am in love with myself and the God that's within me, I can be free and be open and be at peace in moments where it's like, all right, this has changed. When we release control in our lives, we can experience real and true peace. We can experience God. We can embody love. We can embody God. So it just changes everything. So it's funny because to this week I was, when I was practicing yoga, the yoga teacher was saying, about how meditation is answers from God. It's like being open to receiving God. And prayers are speaking out to God. And that just made me think of, that's what we're doing here at Heartway. That's what our, wor- our worship is just singing words to God, saying prayers out to God. That's why our words are very intentional. All of the words that we sing here are so intentional. Our meditation time is so intentional because it's a time where we can receive God into our hearts, into our souls, and we can experience that love. And with both of them together, they're both so important to have both of them together because you need to hear God and speak back to God. So that really is a true way of experiencing love for yourself, to experience God. So in today's Centering Prayer, I really want us to experience God's true love and peace with releasing all control. So let's all get into a comfortable position. I want us to all close our eyes. I'm gonna read to you an Osho quote to begin. Meditation is a must before you can really love. One should be capable of being alone, utterly alone, and yet tremendously blissful then you can love. I want us to take a few deep breaths together. And before we begin, I want us to show ourselves a way of self-love. I want you to wrap your arms around you, not worrying about who's looking at you, Give yourself a nice and tight hug. How does that feel? Hug yourself as long as you want, as long as you need. 
honor yourself in this moment because if you don't love yourself who will how can you extend love to others how can you embody love if you don't know what it is for yourself so as we begin i want you to know that you are worthy of all of this love that you are giving to yourself you are worthy of this moment Let go in this moment of everything that doesn't serve you. Release any tension in your shoulders. Unclench your jaw. Take off the heavy backpack that you've been carrying. Drop the weights. Release and let go. Be here right now in this moment. We're constantly on a search for healing everywhere other than within. We are our own guides, our own teachers. That is how powerful you are. Thoughts arise, do not judge, do not attach, simply allow them to be, you don't need to control them, there's nothing you need to control.
There's nothing you need to do. There's nothing you need to say to receive God's love. It's already yours. so worthy of receiving love release our control and be open be open to this love because it's already yours of your mind and into your heart. on your breath every inhale and every exhale is a new air that you're breathing in every moment we're constantly letting go
ready. I want us to bring awareness into our bodies. But don't open your eyes. I want you to give yourself one more big tight hug. How does that feel? Do you feel lighter? Can you extend that love to yourself a little easier? This love is available to you at all times. Whenever you're ready, you can go ahead and open up your eyes. I love you all. Thank you. Amen. Yes! Let's give it up one more time, everybody. Man. Don't underestimate the power of coming here and being around this kind of energy. Just showing up and exposing yourself to this kind of energy has the power to lift you up out of whatever despair you may be carrying because you are around a certain kind of vibration that just lifts you higher. And that's why we come. That's why we gather. That's why we get together, to lift our spirits, to encourage one another. You may not be at a place where you can have the faith, but let us have faith for you. This will rub off on you. The love, the good vibes will rub off on you. And so I'm very grateful to be here with each and every one of you today. I, I, I've always said this even since when we started Hardway five years ago. It's like, the fact that anybody just shows up, for me, is a miracle. For me, is a miracle. The fact that anybody shows up. But there's something to say about consistency. There's something to say about continuing to show up. Those who have been with us the longest naturally have, have seen the most progress in their life. Because week in and week out, you're just getting fed this, this good word, this good news. And it, it produces a change in you. And that's what we're all about, helping people discover themselves in God and transform the world through love. Self-discovery and social transformation. And that order is important because the way that the collective changes is by the individuals changing. The heart has to change first. We can try and change things on the outside, but if the inside is still rotten, it's going to produce bad fruit. And so it starts with what's going on on the inside, in your heart. And so today I want to share just a few words about recreating yourself. What does it look like to recreate yourself into the person that you know you truly are at your core, the most loving, expansive version of you? You operating in the fullness of your divinity. Most of us are quite unhappy with ourselves and the way that we are. We're stuck in certain uh, thought patterns and emotional patterns that seem to be bringing a lot of harm, that are very unhealthy. We're stuck in this place of turmoil and despair. And even though we've tried to put a lot of effort towards changing and evolving and becoming different, sometimes it seems like our efforts are producing no results. And so first things first is you've got to know that change is possible. You can be transformed. You can become a new person. 
And nothing about your life externally has to change in order for you to experience this newness of life. That's the really good news is that your circumstances don't have to be any different than they are right now in order for you to become this joyous, benevolent, loving presence that you are and actually experience satisfaction in your existence. You can be satisfied with your existence. And it has nothing to do with how much you have or don't have. And it has nothing to do with who likes you or who doesn't like you. It's all about your internal state shifting and aligning with God, aligning with your truest and deepest self. Look at how the scriptures put it. These two passages in the New Testament. The first in the book of Ephesians says, we are God's own handiwork. Other translations say we are God's masterpiece. Recreated in Christ, made new in Christ. The book of Colossians says, you have stripped off the old self, complete with all of its patterns of behavior, and you have put on the new self, which is being renewed in the image of the creator. There's a teacher by the name of Dr. Joe Dispenza. Anybody ever heard of him? He puts it very well when he says, your personality creates your personal reality. Your personality creates your personal reality. So if you want a new life, it begins by changing your personality. And the way that you shift from the old to the new is by becoming conscious of the unconscious thoughts, behaviors, attitudes, and reactions that tend to run your life. And that's very important, to become conscious of the unconscious patterns that drive our life. Because most of us are unconscious about the way that we are entangled in and entrenched in our own negativity. We have no idea how far that goes. So to become aware of what we are unaware of is the beginning of taking steps towards real, true, radical change in your life. Psychologists say that by the time we reach our mid-30s, our personality has already become formed. And we are deeply ingrained by our mid-30s in our personalities. So the way we are is the way we are. And the longer we go stuck in that kind of personality, there's a reason why people say you can't teach an old dog new tricks. Because we just get rooted and grounded and super ingrained in these personality traits. In this negative persona that we didn't even really create. We kind of just inherited this. This is what we inherit as human beings. It's pessimism and negativity. It's what we inherit. We get stuck in these patterns and they run our life. It's, it's called your programming. Your conditioning. And it's, it's your autopilot mode. It's just what you're used to. You wake up and you don't even have to do anything. Your thoughts are already going towards the worst possible case scenario. Right? Your thoughts are already headed towards a direction that is not going to lead you anywhere good. Straight into the darkness. And every day, if you notice, the ego is not that creative. Every day, we repeat the same thoughts, the same emotions, the same attitudes, the same patterns 
over and over and over again. And the stuff that we started dealing with when we were kids, 20, 30, 40 years later, it's still the same stuff. So spiritual awakening is about coming to this realization that your entire experience of life is created by your mental conditioning. So your reality is a projection of the thoughts and the feelings that you are attached to on the inside. And if you just take some time to notice and pay attention and observe your mind and the way that it works, and if you're honest with yourself, you will see that the pattern is almost always negativity, pessimism, fear, we adopt this negative persona that keeps us afraid, limited, and insecure. And so the deeper you go on the spiritual journey, the more you start to recognize how useless that kind of thinking is. Stinking thinking is what I like to call it. Really, the deeper you go on this journey of self-discovery, you start realizing how ineffective and useless those same mental emotional patterns are and at some point by the grace of God you make the decision to stop feeding into it to stop giving it fuel so spiritual transformation is not so much about getting rid of this negative persona as much as it is disidentifying yourself from it which is why Jesus used the language of dying to self. That's what it is. You're, you're, you're dying to your false sense of self because this negative persona, this fearful persona that you inhabit and that you are conditioned to be is not really who you are. So you have to die to your identification with this false self. You die to your identification with the ego because who you think yourself to be is not really who you are. For most of us, the way that we perceive ourselves is not really true to who we are. We always doubt ourselves. We see ourselves as lesser than what we really are. And that keeps us hiding. That keeps us from truly stepping into our power and living out the fullness of our giftedness in this world and sharing our light with other people because we rather just hide and not get criticized and not have people talk about us and we're afraid about what others may say. Your self-image is not who you really are. A lot of us create an identity around our profession, our income, our relationship, our social status, you know, our career, our religion, we create identity around our race or our gender, but none of that is who you are. We create identities around victimhood, always blaming other people. And the thing about being a victim is you, you, you like that because it makes you feel superior to those that hurt you. And so it's just ego showing up in another way. We form an identity around our drama, but that is not who you are. So the practice is about letting go of who you are not. Letting go of who you are not. And the process 
is, in one sense, completely and totally passive. It's not about fixing yourself. It's not about improving yourself. It's just a matter of observing yourself, studying yourself, getting to know yourself, being honest with yourself about yourself, becoming aware of yourself, and that awareness in and of itself will bring about change and transformation in your life. Self-awareness makes way for self-understanding. Self-understanding makes way for self-acceptance. Self-acceptance makes way for self-love. And self-love makes way for self-transformation. That's the way it works. You're not really putting a lot of hard work and effort here. It's really a matter of just letting go. Completely letting go. Disidentifying from who you are not. As you do this, this doesn't necessarily mean that your behavioral patterns are going to change right away. Your behavioral patterns may not change for a really long time. The same fear may still arise in you. The same anxiety and depression may still arise in you. The same unhealthy behavioral patterns may still happen. But when you aren't identified with it anymore, when what you do or don't do does not define you, when you're not defined by the thoughts and the emotions, by the negative persona, when you know that's not you, you begin to experience a depth to your existence. So that now instead of becoming the reactivity and becoming the negativity, you become stillness. You become awareness. And that's what shifts everything. That's what begins to change everything. You're just taking a step back and recognizing who you are not and refusing to feed into that anymore. So recreating yourself is very different than trying to improve yourself. If you try and improve yourself and you say, you know what, I'm going to make better decisions, I'm going to be more disciplined, I'm not going to do this anymore, <laughs> you're going to disappoint yourself. How many times have you made a promise to yourself that I'm not going to go back to that person? <laughs> right? I'm not going to go back to the same patterns. You're addicted to this. We are addicting, addicted beings, okay? We, we're addicted to our drama and our negativity. That's all we know. It's all we know. So how many times have we made a commitment that we're going to go this way and we're going to do it right and then we don't? And we end up disappointing ourselves because we fall short of our own standards. And then the guilt begins to settle in. And when you begin to experience that guilt, now that produces in you this feeling of not enoughness. This is why it's not a matter of trying to improve yourself. It's just a matter of disidentifying with your false self. Disidentifying from the negative persona. Disidentifying with all that you are not. Because disidentification now makes room for the failure and the mistakes and reverting back to the old patterns. and It makes room for it. Okay, that happened. But that doesn't define me. <laughs> okay, that happened. But that's not who I am. And the more you begin to create space between yourself and your stuff, the more uh, 
opportunity for new, newness of life to emerge within you. You understand? It's about disidentifying. There's nothing wrong with trying to improve yourself. You know, for a lot of us, that's a necessary stage in the process. We've been disempowered for so long, you know, that this idea of just letting go feels like more disempowerment. And we need to feel empowered. We, we've got to improve ourselves and, 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 and take, take the responsibility in our hands. Do it ourselves. You know, you have to build a healthy sense of ego before you can transcend ego. That's what psychologists do. They help you build a healthy sense of ego. Spirituality is a little different. It's about transcending ego, transcending it completely. So you have to build a healthy sense of ego before you can move beyond it and transcend it. So maybe right now you may need to work on yourself and improve yourself and take it upon yourself to be a different, better version of you. But when you fail to meet your expectations, when you disappoint yourself, remember that the only way out of this loop and cycle of feeling like you are not enough is by moving beyond the idea that yourself needs to be fixed or improved at all. More important than improving yourself is knowing yourself and coming to the realization that who you are at your core cannot be improved upon. Because who you are at your core is eternal, limitless, beyond all identities, beyond all labels. A perfect reflection of divinity. That is what you are. And so transformation is not the consequence of doing something, but of dropping something. We're dropping our false sense of self. We're dropping our self-image. We're dropping our self-importance. And don't replace it with anything. Don't replace the negative persona with a positive persona. Just move from negative to neutral. Get beyond the positive negative paradigm completely. There's an ancient uh, Zen text that I read recently, and the teacher says there, liking and disliking is a disease of the mind. Liking and disliking is a disease of the mind. We're always saying, I like this, I don't like this. We're always judging everything constantly. This is good, this is bad. This is positive, this is negative. Just move beyond that. Stop judging the world. Stop judging yourself. Let go of your self-image. And don't even replace it with a spiritual self-image or a religious self-image. Because then you're going to have to live up to those expectations and you will fail to do that. My message is simple. Be you. Be you. And know who you are. And know who you are not. And be you. The real you. Which is going to include all of this mess. Because we're a bundle of both. Light and dark. Good and bad. Sinners and saints, righteous and unrighteous, we're all a blend of those two things. And so we come to accept that. Be nothing. Be empty. Be without identity. And God will fill your emptiness with his presence. God will fill your nothingness with his fullness. We hold on so tightly to our identities. Let that go. I want to read to you this poem from the German mystic Meister Eckhart. He says, My life is like a page 
on which so much is already written. Hurts and joys and the tumble of fears and uncertainties. What you want of me, God, is that I clean the slate, emptying it of all this to make room for the freedom of nothingness, where alone you, my God, have room to grow. Recreating yourself begins with this notion of cleaning the slate. I'm cleaning the slate completely. That means having no identity, staying empty, not grasping onto my self-image, not grasping onto my self-importance, not grasping onto my programming and conditioning. It's a total disidentification. Empty, 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 empty. And the way you attain this inner emptiness is through non-attachment. You don't attach to your negative persona. You don't attach to your false sense of self. So you may be experiencing the depression, but you are not your depression. You may be experiencing the anger, but you are not the anger. You may be experiencing the anxiety, but you are not the anxiety. And that non-attachment is what produces the transformation. That's what does it. It's so simple that it's hard. Because we want to do something to change ourselves in our timetable. But look at how the scriptures put it in the book of Lamentations. The Hebrew scriptures put it so well. And this is an admonition that we receive all throughout the scriptures. Examine yourself. Let us examine and search our ways and return to the Lord. That's it. Just self-examination, self-reflection. And when you find yourself lost in a false identity, just come back home. Don't beat yourself up about it. Self-reflection. Self-reflection does not mean self-condemnation. Self-reflection does not mean self-criticism. That's what most of us do. Self-reflection simply means self-observation. And the key is to learn how to do this in a non-judgmental way. Just get curious about yourself. Begin to reflect on your emotions and where they come from. It is your thoughts that create your emotions. So if you're feeling off, take a step back and look at the beliefs, the narratives, the thoughts that you are clinging on to as if they were true. And begin to let go. Begin to question the validity of your narrative. And here's what I've learned to do. If it's a voice of fear, I don't trust it. I thank it. I thank God for it because it helped me survive. And I developed that interior fearful voice trying to just make my way through existence. And when you deal with some stuff, well, guess what? You're going to have fear there. And so I thank fear, but it's, got, it, it's not going to be in the driver's seat of the car. It's got to get in the back seat. You understand? <laughs> the fear's still there, but you're going to get in the back seat. I don't trust you. So when I'm anxious, and that's what I realize about myself. For me personally, I get anxious before I even need to get anxious. 
I get anxious about something happening that hasn't even happened. But I'm scared that it may happen. And so now I'm anxious. But nothing about my situation warrants me being anxious. Anything can happen tomorrow. I can die tomorrow. And then what good was this anxiety about today? (laughs) So I don't trust that voice of anxiety anymore. It may be there. Hi. (laughs) What's up? (laughs) But I'm not giving it any power. I'm not giving it any energy. I'm not clinging on to it anymore. I don't trust you. I trust the voice of the good shepherd. I trust the voice of love. I trust the voice of love. That's it. And sometimes that means you're in certain situations, you're in certain predicaments. Somebody just triggered you or some situation happened. And all your mind can pitch out to you is negativity, negativity, fear, 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 insecurity, anxiety, anxiety, anxiety. And you may not know what to do, so you do nothing. That's what I'm trying to tell you to do. Just nothing. Do nothing. Just don't respond to it. I'm not telling you repress the emotions. I'm not telling you ignore those emotions because they will come up again. You have to meet them with understanding. You have to meet them with understanding. You have to meet them with love. You got to hug yourself like we did in the meditation. You're okay. You're good. You're good. That's it. That's all it takes. Self-examination, self-reflection, and a spirit of love is what enables you to do this. And then before you know it, you, you start practicing this. Transformation really becomes a possibility. You start practicing this, and you start learning how to perceive life in a way that keeps you centered, in a way that keeps you anchored, in a way that keeps you balanced, in a way that keeps you empowered. But you can't force it, right? Don't try and be like those people who are fake positivity. And they don't even believe their own words. You know what I'm saying? Like everything's fine even when it, when it isn't. No, it's okay if things are not fine. You understand? So I'm not telling you run away from this stuff. You got to face your stuff. Just don't cling on to it. That's it. And And... This new kind of perception will reveal itself to you, right? Over time, as you let go of your conditioning and your programming, you will will find new ways of perceiving reality that will be truer to what is. Just let it come with patience. And the way that I explain this to folks, and you hear me say this all the time, is just agree with reality, just agree with reality, and, and you will always be fine. <laughs> yeah, but you don't know what that person did to me. You don't know if that person hurt me. It's like yesterday we were hanging out in the pool, and there was a friend of mine who was sitting on a chair, and I walked by him, and he, he pretended to throw me in the pool, and he said, man, what, what would you do if I would have done that? I said, well, it is what it is, you know? I mean, what? what? But what would I do? Enjoy it. I just said that in passing. That's how I live my life. You understand that? Somebody's going to throw me in the pool? What choice do I have in that matter? 
What am I going to do with that day? Why'd you throw me in the pool, man? I'm going to throw you back now. This is a minor example, but you know how you do this in real life, right? You know how you do this in real life, right? But I, I don't let myself get away with anything anymore. It's even in those little things. What's the comment that I made in response to that guy? Was it vengeance? Because if, if that was what was rising up in me, I would have had to check myself. See, you're not at fault for being the way that you are, but you can take responsibility for being the way that you are. And when you start taking responsibility for being the way that you are, now you have the ability to be transformed. But no judgment. Be, be gentle with yourself. Please be gentle with yourself. Be very gentle with yourself. We are all just like wounded little children. Even as adults, we're just wounded little children. We don't feel heard. We don't feel seen. We don't feel accepted. Nobody can give that to you other than you and God. That's it. The scriptures teach that everything we see in our universe was created out of nothing. And many theologians say that this nothingness out of which everything arises and to which everything will one day return is God. In the same way, when you become nothing, when you empty yourself of your persona, when you no longer identify yourself with the negativity, now, out of that nothingness, you can create anything. So when we talk about cleaning the slate, this is something that has to happen every day. It's not like I'm just cleaning the slate once. All right, I'm going to be a new person, cleaning the slate. Now, every day you got to wake up and clean the slate. Blank start. No identity. Starting over. That's how you do it. Every day you have to do it. And when you get to that place of nothingness and inner emptiness, when you're no longer attached to the false self, to the ego, that's when you begin to get in touch with your authentic self. And your authentic self, your true self, will begin to emerge. And it will show you what it wants to express through you. Because that's the question, right? Like, what do, what do we want to create out of the nothingness? What, what role do I want to take on? What function do I want to play in this world? You know, for us as, as, as lovers of God, God is that image. That's why the scriptures that we read said we are being recreated into the image of the creator. So hold out that image in front of you of what you want to become. That image of what we want to become ultimately, whether we know it or not, is God. Pure and perfect love. Because that is when we will find the most satisfaction in our existence. You are love. And acting like you are not is just going to hurt you. So hold up that image of what you want to become. And keep holding it out in front of you until it becomes you. Until now you know that it's you. We become what we behold is what the scriptures teach. We become what we behold. And so I want to end with this last prayer. This is a, a prayer that they pray in recovery circles. It's called the third step prayer. And I think it's a, a wonderful way to end our time. 
It says, God, I offer myself to you to build with me and to do with me as you will. Relieve me of the bondage of self that I may better do your will. Take away my difficulties that victory over them may bear witness to those I would help of your power, your love, and your way of life. Amen. That's it. It's that bondage of self that we're all trying to be freed of. But remember, the only way to transcend yourself is by accepting yourself. So if you want to recreate yourself, recreate yourself through total self-acceptance. Recreate yourself through total self-love. Recreate yourself through total self-emptying. And come to discover who you truly are at your core. One with God. Beyond all labels. Beyond all identities. Don't trust the voice of fear. Only trust the voice of love. God, I thank you so much for being with us. For showing us the way. Give us the strength and the power that we need to be able to recreate ourselves anew. May we disidentify from all that we are not. May we no longer give any fuel or energy to our negativity. And may we come to see our true and divine selves as we are in you. Amen. All right, everybody. Thank you, thank you, thank you for being with us. Another Sunday. Hope you enjoyed it. Don't forget, next Saturday, we're going to be at Hollywood Beach, 8 a.m., doing a beach cleanup. Would love to see you there. And then next Sunday, 11 a.m., new service time. Love you guys. Have a great rest of the day.